0: Hi, this is Mark. Hello, this is Matt. And welcome to our podcast, Lessons from the Field, where we talk with staff members from the Austin Independent School District about teaching and learning in our community.
1: Our discussions focus on various education topics and how they impact and empower teachers and students.
0: Well hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Lessons from the Field.
1: How you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great, Mark. It, we're recording this on a Friday morning. It's the end of the work week, and I'm excited to speak to our guests today. I know we're gonna have a really great time. We're gonna have a great conversation. Um so yeah, man, I'm just I'm happy, man. It's it's a good time.
0: Absolutely. This is a great way to to spend a Friday morning with, with this gentleman here. And so if you would, James, go ahead and introduce yourself and you could if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your role with the district and things.
2: Yeah, sure. So my name is James Butler. I'm the SEL Mindfulness Specialist for the district. Very thankful for the opportunity to be here with you this morning, have this conversation. I am in my entering my 19th year of education. I was a classroom teacher in uh, mostly in AID for 14 years, mostly pre-K and K. Shout out to Wynn Elementary, uh, Barbara Jordan, T.A. Brown, and Galette Elementary, um, all the schools I, I got to teach, teach at and also Mangeti Combined School in Namibia. It's a high school teacher there for a year. So shout out to Mangeti. And yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful to be here and, um, you know, just to, to share about what we're doing in SEL and specifically in my role as the mindfulness specialist. It's very, very important right now, More now more than ever.
0: Oh, for sure. Given our current environment, COVID-19, people taking care of themselves, absolutely. So James, are you a native Texan? Oh,
2: <laughs> I am not a native Texan. I've been here for 19, going on 19 years, uh, but I'm proud. Crack- Probably from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, big time, big time Browns fan, and uh, yeah, we're gonna take down the Cowboys in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> probably, I might get, I might get kicked off this podcast before it even starts. <laughs> Um, Yeah, but originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, came down here in 2002 after graduating from Manchester University, an awesome university up in northern Indiana, in the middle of cornfields. Um, Came down here, and yeah, been here ever since, aside from the year I went to Namibia.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, James. Appreciate you sharing that story, and uh, it's always nice to meet somebody not from Texas, and so (laughs) it's just, it's always cool to hear uh, stories like that. So to kind of get us started with our episode today, I kind of just wanted to give you you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what mindfulness is. I know that I I, I came from an, another school district and, you know, coming into Austin ISD, I I heard this, you know, wonderful thing about SEL and kind of what that looks like, you know, but I'm kind of just wondering if you wouldn't mind just sharing a few words about what exactly mindfulness means. And if you want to take it even an even step further, like what does mindfulness mean in, in Austin ISD?
2: Yeah. Uh, so mindfulness, it's very, it's very simple. It's just, it's paying attention to the present moment with compassion and compassion for yourself um, and others. It's, it's really simple. And in that you can practice mindfulness anytime, anywhere, any place in any form or fashion, any language, you know, like you don't have to sit a certain way. You don't have to wear certain clothes or, you know, you don't have to pay for it. So it's, and it really like a lot of times people think of mindfulness and they think of meditation and just sitting crisscross applesauce, closing your eyes. Sorry, crisscross applesauce. you teach pre-K. I can't turn it off. Uh, but just sitting there, closing your eyes, um, breathing. And that's one way, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, you can incorporate art, you can incorporate music, you can incorporate movement, doing yoga, you know, just any type of doing the dishes. It's just setting an intention to be present in that moment and having as many of those moments as as you can throughout the day. And when you have kind of like a, a daily practice of setting like for myself every morning, I go for a walk, I journal, I meditate. And that's my kind of like, like set time, but that helps me throughout the day when stressors occur to go back to those tools that I have that, that help me with my kind of de-stress and kind of regulate my nervous system. Whether I'm feeling down or whether I'm feeling like kind of anxious, I'm able to give myself what I need to either come up or come down, whatever it is that I need in that moment. And that's really what mindfulness is. It's just, again, paying attention to the present moment and what you need in that moment and what how that looks like in AISD is really just sharing. I, I do a lot of sharing with teachers and staffers in sharing about mindfulness for stress relief and helping out with mental health and wellness. I came into mindfulness because I was struggling with depression and anxiety. I was diagnosed with PTSD from um, complex trauma from my childhood and about 10 years ago I hadn't done anything about all the stuff I went through as a kid and then I was like teaching kindergarten at the time. I was really, really struggling and I was starting to take my stuff out on kids and you know, like they didn't, they had their own stuff going on. They didn't need my stuff too. So that's where, oh, that's like largely where I come from in sharing mindfulness with teachers and staff is taking care of yourself, listening to yourself so that you can be your best version of yourself or your students, whether you you know, working directly with students or indirectly, you know, supporting teachers who support students. You know, everybody that works in AIZ is impacting students in one way or another, whether directly or indirectly. Um, so it's really, really crucial that we are taking care of ourselves so that we be our best selves for our students. And that's kind of how I share mindfulness. And then, you know, like through that, sharing some the tips and strategies and how to teach kids how to use it with kids but honestly the biggest and best way to practice and share about mindfulness with students is for the adults to have practice and to be able to be like oh this is something that i do let me share this with my students that's how it worked for me and also you have to believe in it you know if you don't believe in it and you're trying to share it with kids kids are brilliant they'll be like uh you don't think this you think this stuff is nonsense i'm not doing this (laughs) um so you know it's really just trying to help out teachers and staff with tools and strategies for stress relief which now Given the pandemic that we're facing, and also just like everything that's going on in our country with racial injustices that are like truly coming to light, that have been going on forever, but it's, you know it's really in our faces right now, and it's like we have to deal with it, we have to acknowledge it, we have to figure out what we do to to move forward and to make the, the our country a better place for everyone. Um, and mindfulness is really really crucial for that, is that that overall self awareness.
1: Yeah, so those are those are great points, James, and and I, I really like the way that you said about how the the adults have to sort of have you know their their mindset in a certain way and and I can totally remember my first, you know, couple years in the classroom where, you know, I I would feel like anxious about starting the day, you know, either because things were just happening so fast as a first year, second year teacher that it was just incredibly overwhelming. And I think that I had to realize that I have to get my head right and my emotions in check in order to be able to, you know, teach these kids. I mean, because like you said, they're going to pick up on the way your your mannerisms or the way you're speaking. And that Mm -hmm. has a direct effect on it. I mean, that's just, you know, the kind of the way it is, but it um, really
2: does. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Thank thank you too, Matt. That's so important that we're taking care of, we're listening to ourselves kind of getting ourselves right for our kids.
0: And I love that what you shared as well, James, just your perspective on how, and how, this path that you've taken based on, you know, where you've been and where you are right now. So I'm wondering about those of us that are maybe newer to mindfulness and exploring what's available and and options and out there, how do you you start? I mean, I'll just, I'll ask it that simply. It's like, where do you start? What does something like that look like? What sort of direction might it go?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, one thing that I try to stress with people starting mindfulness is thinking of mindfulness as an integration into your life as opposed to an addition like you don't need to think of it like adding something else like right now we don't need to be necessarily adding something else especially to educators plates so my mindfulness my personal practice at home started with my coffee routine like every morning you know like I would get my coffee ready and then, you know for those I'd set the timer for five minutes while I was you know while I was getting ready and I noticed that I was like on Facebook or on Twitter or school email in those five minutes like honestly not doing anything productive not getting anything really like or whatever And a lot of times, just finding that I was stressing myself out during those five minutes. So, I had that five minutes already built into what I was doing every day. So, I timers already set. So, instead of looking at my phone, I sat down and I focused on my breath, or I did some stretching, whatever, if if my body needed some more movement, or I just did a little bit of journaling. So, finding time that you kind of already have built into your schedule for you to just kind of like slow down is really important. And then being consistent with it, you know, I think it's the our brains want. Once we do something for 45 days, it like creates a habit. And then it's like, it's, it's just what we do. So if we can set out, I think it's like 30 to 45 days, you need to check the the science on that, but it's in there. But if we're able to like set an intention to start that, it just becomes habit. So finding that time and being consistent with it, even if it's like at the end of the day, when you let, when you're lying down to go to bed, it's taking a few minutes to just focus on your breath. Just, you don't have, it doesn't have to be anything really big and extra and fancy to just integrate it into your day. Um, you know, and, and be consistent with it. So
0: that, that makes me wonder too, is because traditionally or stereotypically, if you will, I mean, I, I hear a lot of it first thing in the morning or a lot of times mm-hmm. where, where people do that. It definitely makes sense. Yes. Because it can help set tone. But I guess based on what you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning or with your morning cup of coffee or whatever.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, I find it to be really, really helpful to like just set the tone of the day. I also don't have kids right now, you know, or I don't have kids yet. And like I not understand that like if you're a parent of like especially like little ones maybe that morning time is harder so shifting to an evening time you know so just listening to your body listening to your life situation and you know like finding that time but like all it takes is five minutes and maybe even you start out with one minute it does you know but like you don't it doesn't have to build up to something huge um if you want to add more time add more time i am currently my mindfulness practice now during the pandemic is an hour every morning but that's because i need it wow. um i mentioned my mental health struggles. Like if I don't have my time in the morning and I just, I set, I wake up an hour earlier now because it's sad for me and to, for the rest of my day and for my partner and for my colleagues. <laughs> Everybody wants me to have this hour in the morning. <laughs> Trust me.
0: <laughs> That's great. Thanks, James. <laughs> yeah.
1: So James, that makes me wonder too, you know, we, we are in, in a K-12 environment. And so I'm, I'm wondering kind of, if you could just share with our audience, what are some just things Things that you've seen work well, specifically with educators. And you can kind of speak to, if you want, directly with how teachers would do this, or maybe even, again, going a step further with how would they do this with students in their classroom?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said, the most important thing is having your own practice. So establishing your own practice. And again, it doesn't have to be an hour a day, just a couple minutes a day. And just getting consistent with it and getting familiar with with just stopping and slowing down because that's what we're a lot of times that's for we're asking our students to do. And just like, if I mean, I've been practicing for 10 years and I do it for an hour every morning. And I still every single day when I sit down and for my like, especially my meditation part or even my walking part, my mind just goes. I have a whole bunch of thoughts and it's taken a lot of time to be like, or a lot of or just that training not necessarily training, but just the practice of being like, oh, okay, I'm having a thought right now feeling pretty anxious. I need to like walk a little bit faster or, you know, I'm just, I'm going to recognize, okay, that's a thought. And that's all that is. That's a thought. That's not my reality. And I'm going to come back to looking at the trees or I'm going to come back to focusing on my breath. So that personal practice is really important. And then you're, you're able to empathize with your students as you start doing a practice, whether it's just mindful breathing or mindful stretching or journaling or even coloring. You know, students be like, oh, especially if it's something new and you're like really honing in and then you're like, oh, I feel really, like, feel kind of weird right now. You know, like, kids would be like, what's happening? You know, and, like, if you have a practice, you're able to be like, yeah, this does feel weird at first because, like, you're slowing down and you're eliminating your typical distractions with, like, screens or whatever, and you're just fully present. And if you're not used to it, it feels kind of funky. So that personal practice is huge. And then listening to your students, knowing your students, you know, if sometimes sitting in, in silence is can be kind of, like, scary or uncomfortable for students. Whether based on background, ethnicity, tr- potential trauma. Yeah. So just note that's like knowing your students is really important. And also listening to them. Like I had mindfulness leaders in my classroom. My like pre-K kids would lead. So they would like lead pre- lead stretches. One of my kids, she created sticker pose where you just lay down on the ground and had to be a sticker. <laughs> I'm like sticker pose. random pose. Uh, <laughs> so listening to your kids and kind of getting feedback um, is, is really important, you know. And in virtual times, just starting like just taking a moment to just like maybe take a couple deep breaths or offer choice you know I've got a lot our mindful deep website which dropped last month obviously I'm biased but it's pretty awesome there's a bunch of resources that you can use and I have mindful moment videos that I do if teachers maybe you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable leading pop in my video but don't just like pop it in and then that's it like have a conversation about it you know um, do some do a little bit of reflecting afterwards
0: yeah James I remember you you brought up your students and I don't it was what three or four years ago you had a panel at South by Southwest yeah. with some students, and just real powerful, you know, what some of those kids. I think you had some videos that you mm-hmm. were able to show, and just really neat how the kids were leading their peers in some of this. And um, yes, that was pretty awesome. So, you mentioned your website, and full disclosure, I'm, I'm, I think I follow you on Twitter. And in one of your mindfulness moments, I think you mentioned an app called Headspace. I think yes, what it's called, which mm-hmm. I have fallen <laughs> in love with trying to use. Yeah, it but I'm wondering, there's, there's, got to be a plethora of support like this is not something you can do alone well you can mm-hmm. but i mean so can you what are some other additional resources you mentioned your website if you want to elaborate just different things to help staff. yeah
2: totally well the one thing that i mentioned is on twitter um every monday to friday i have daily it's just two minute mindful moments that either i lead or i get special guests to lead a two minute mindful moment so you can check that out and the website has a whole bunch of oh go ahead were you gonna say something? what was your
0: what's your twitter, twitter handle oh I
2: guess people. that would be helpful. Yeah, uh, Mr. Butler 629, Mr. Butler 629 is the Twitter handle, and yeah, and then on the website tinyurl.com/mindfulaisd all lowercase, there's a bunch of resources. There's suggested books, suggested apps like Headspace, Headspace, and Stop Rethink, which is now called My Life, but they offer free educator subscriptions, premium subscriptions to their apps, and it's like an $800 value of the two of those, and they're just giving it away for free for educators because they value us which is really really awesome so definitely check that out and there's also there's a virtual mindfulness room on the website where you can if you need something more calming there's a bunch of different exercises like there's some breathing gifts on there there's some calm music some nature sounds and then there's uplifting you know there's some exercise videos on there there's some like more uplifting music there's some different just a bunch of different exercises to just tap into what you want and kind of what you need Um, and then there's also stuff for families on there for mindfulness at home but then also just as we're in the middle of the pandemic I found a bunch of resources that from the city for like hunger and hygiene and wi-fi and you know a bunch of resources to help out our families who might be having an even harder time during this time so those are a few resources I try to update and the website gets updated so you know like bookmark that website and sign up for the newsletter on the website and I send updates monthly through that so those are kind of like main resources our SEL at home website has a bunch of resources as well for just social emotional learning in general and then you can access we have like an internal page as well with a bunch of lesson everything for teachers so definitely check that out as well
1: awesome thank you so much for sharing all those resources james we appreciate it mm-hmm. so to kind of um shift the the conversation a little bit one of the questions that we did send to you was and something i've been kind of curious about as we've been uh, engaged in our conversation this morning is how has or i'll, I'll say like this what have you discovered now that we've been in in this online environment for such a long period of time? Like what what are some things that maybe you've had to adjust maybe in your own mindfulness or what things have you seen teachers do now to kind of help their students as we're you know slowly starting to come back onto campuses? Like kind of talk a little bit about what that transition has looked like.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I'm not alone in in saying that like this has been hard. (laughs) This virtual work environment teaching environment. Uh, it's been challenging, isolating, you know, like connecting with other people is a healing practice. You know, just like being in connection and in conversation and just collaboration with other people is like is healing in and of itself. So that being missing has been hard. Um and I think it's honestly it has I'm so thankful that I had a very consistent mindfulness practice before this started because I have like like I said it wasn't an hour every morning before this. <laughs> like it ramped up to an hour because it was necessary for me personally. And you know, there one thing that you know, there like a positive of this is that everybody is feeling stress in one way or another, and mindfulness is helpful for that. We're all like experiencing it on different levels. But I used to have to be like, it's really, really helpful, and try to almost like sell mindfulness. I don't have to sell mindfulness right now. <laughs> you know, like it's we're all experiencing hardships in one way or another, and this is really this is helpful for that. So you know, I just stress, just like stress, just try it out. Try some some strategies you know and then especially as we're like moving back into you know being in person and the uncertainties with that you know it's like another level of stress so just really making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and listening to our bodies listening to our our souls standing up for ourselves if if, if we need to do that and if there's anything that we need to like push back on or question you know like there's just so much uncertainty and there's no real like nobody has the answers there's no guide here you know Um, so it's really important that we're like really paying attention to our Ourselves so that we're not just constantly flying off the handle <laughs> um which I, I know that that can happen with me sometimes so that's that's why I practice mindfulness <laughs> there you go no and I yeah I can completely you know understand that and you're absolutely right that
1: personal you know interaction it's hard to capture that online I mean mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things where I know whenever you know everything starts to go back to normal that is something that I know in my opinion like I will be forever grateful for is that personal contact with yes. other people I didn't realize how much I would miss it (laughs) when you you feel isolated at home. And so, you know, know, students are going through, but um, no, those are all great points. And so the the other kind of follow-up to that is, so as we prepare to kind of, you know, move forward with, you know, so many things kind of going in another transition period, I guess, right? I mean, that's kind of ultimately what this is going to be coming forth soon. I'm wondering how, like, I know you had talked about journaling and, you know, walking and things like that. One, One question that I still kind of have is just wondering like what would on a typical day like if you could give maybe your top like three tips or something like that like something that a teacher could do with students that would help them build that consistency like what what would be your top three like simple things that Mm -hmm. a teacher could do right now if they haven't been necessarily implementing mindfulness into their lessons with students yeah
2: I mean I would say building it into the schedule like when I talk. I had it like physically on my schedule, like mindfulness time. So so I knew to expect it. My students knew to expect it. And if for some reason I I missed it, my students were always like, "Uh, Mr. Butler, mm -hmm, time for mindfulness, (laughs) you know? Um, So building it into your schedule and just figuring out, you know, like, you know, like transitions, like for any level, elementary, secondary are really, really tricky. And especially right now. So like first thing in the morning or maybe the right at the start of class, just having a mindful moment just taking a moment and doing a little practice and I would say that like so building it into your schedule being consistent with it is is huge huge uh way to kind of build that and I mean obviously you're consistent you're building that consistency but like you're you're getting yourself and your students into a habit and then making it simple you don't have to do anything like really really big honestly like one of my favorite mindfulness practices is just paying attention to my senses so I'll look around and I'll find five things that are blue blue is a calming color and I enjoy the color blue. So I find five things that are blue, and then I listen for four sounds, and then I touch three things and notice the texture, and then I smell two. I notice two smells. And sometimes I use my hands or my clothes and do a little laundry check. Uh, <laughs> and then I and then I notice one thing about my sense of taste. So just really quick, and that is actually a really good grounding exercise if we're feeling stressed out or overwhelmed. Our brains start creating stories like, "Oh, I'm not going to get this stuff done. I'm then I'm you know then I'm going to be late. I'm going to miss this." deadline. I'm not going to get more work done. Da, 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 da. And, you know, next thing we know, like we're in this deep, deep rabbit hole. But if you stop and you just notice your surroundings, you look, you, you hear, you, you touch, you smell, you taste, that tells you, it's like a Jedi mind trick for your brain. It tells your brain, hey, I'm not in that story. I'm right here. I'm right now. So build it into your schedule, be consistent with it, and then be and simple some practices.
0: I love that. The, the sense is one. I think I've, I've mm-hmm. been in some sessions with y'all and your colleagues where it absolutely helps. And it is simple i mean it's one of those things where i can do it right now in the office or you know wherever and so i appreciate that James, I have one final question for you, and, and then we'll we'll head over to wrap it up a little bit. You're a, a basically a one man team. You're the mindfulness specialist. I know you. I, your colleagues in SEL are awesome, and I know yes. they all help
2: yes, you. Yes, they are.
0: But where do you see the future of James Butler and or mindfulness Austin ISD? Where do you see this going? Where do you want it to go? What's your vision for mindfulness yeah. with the
2: district? My vision for the district, and it might sound weird, my vision is to work myself out of the job. <laughs> So that, <laughs> let me be clear. I don't want to lose my job. I want it to be where it's just embedded in what we do. And there are experts or there are kind of like mindfulness specialists in quotes, like in every, on every campus and in every department, you know, and not necessarily like in title or anything like that, but just there are people that are so invested in this and passionate about it that they are kind of go, they become like the go-to people and it just becomes part of our school district's climate culture, you know that's like this isn't like about James Butler this is about really shifting the climate culture of our district to be more aware more self-aware most more, more socially aware and in order for that to happen on like a really grand sustainable way it's got to be about more than just one person got to be about like the collective community so so yeah so I'm you know I'm working to, I did some collaboration with teachers and counselors last year and kind of did some cohorts through professional learning in HCP and, and uh, kind of like helping like build up some leadership on different campuses so that it's you know that teachers can go to a fellow colleague you know that teachers are going to listen to teachers you know really because they're, they're on the ground with them and I'm you know I've been out of the classroom for four and a half years five years now so you know it's it's important to have that connection um, you know I'm a teacher in my heart soul, but I'm also I understand the reality that I'm not on ground right now but I'm going to support as much as, as humanly possible with that so just wanted to just spread and just be everywhere so that like it doesn't need to be about me or a mindfulness specialist in particular, um, you know, not that I want to lose my job, <laughs> but that's the, the long-term goal is, you know, to work myself out of it, you know? Yeah. And I love
0: it, how you put it. It's just, it's embedded in what we do. You know, it's not something you mentioned this earlier. It's not something we add, you know? Yeah, it's, it's part of, it's an embedded, it's, it's just the way we think about everything really. And so yes. I think that's beautiful. We can get to that point. All right, James, so we're going to go a little bit rogue. We're going to go a little bit off script here now.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: So I don't want you to think too hard about these questions. First thing that comes okay. to mind. All right. Okay. So when, we, when we know it's hundred percent safe, we don't mm-hmm. have to socially distance. We don't have to wear masks. We know this factually. What's the first thing that you want to do?
2: Ooh, uh Play basketball with my buddies. I had a weekly basketball game that we played every Tuesday, and I miss it so much.
0: I bet for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. That know.
2: is that. Bas- playing basketball right now is like terrible idea. Oh, for sure. <laughs> unless you're in a unless you're in the NBA in a bubble. <laughs> exactly. And you get t- and you get. T- Tested every day. <laughs> All of <Yeah>. that
0: <laughs> uh, David uh, David Reinhardt uh, used to play basketball. He's mentioned he misses that a lot too. Mm, so much. Awesome. Okay. Next question, James. Your favorite Austin restaurant?
2: Ooh, my favorite Austin restaurant is Veracruz Tacos. Okay. A, well, I think they do have a, a couple restaurants now. It's a tie, actually Veracruz and Rosen's Eagles, Rosen's Bagel Company. Um, okay. Yeah. So awesome. Neither one of those are necessarily like sit down places but those are like some delicious food that you can get in many locations
0: okay Well then, this may actually answer the third question that I was going to throw your way. Maybe not. Your favorite place to get a taco in Austin?
2: Ooh, yeah. I mean, Veracruz is definitely number one, but a close one. A is Las Rancas on Cesar Chavez, the truck taco truck, and it is delicious. So wow. Veracruz and Las Rancas. And is are that nice. those are my two?
0: Uh, east of thirty-five on. Mm-hmm. Oh, just
2: okay. east, yeah. Like I think it's just east of Waller. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Highly recommend. Thanks,
0: man. Add it to my yeah.
1: list. <laughs> so thank you so much James. The conversation has been um, unbelievably informative and you've inspired, I know Mark and I to hopefully Mark, we're gonna have to step up our mindfulness game here for sure. Um so to to uh end our hey, you're, our you're on
2: you're on your you're on the right path. You're on the All right on awesome. your path. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just talking to you is such an inspiration. So we appreciate that. Um so to to close out our our conversation today, um one of our kind of trademark things on this podcast is just to give our guests an opportunity to just share some inspiring words for folks, you know, and and you can direct this, you know, at, you know, teachers, students, parents, or the, you know, Austin ISD educational community. But um, if you were to kind of just talk about or leave us with some words that can really help us kind of, you know, uplift ourselves and kind of, you know, get things going in in the right direction, um, what would you say?
2: I mean, honestly, take care of yourself. It's so incredibly important that we're taking care of ourselves. And not just taking time to take care of ourselves, but making time to take care of ourselves. There's so much happening right now. I Mentioned obviously the pandemic. I also mentioned like racial injustices. Like there's so much going on that is causing so much stress. We cannot get through it unless we are taking care of ourselves. And the best way to do that is to make sure that we are making that time every single day, so that we can move through these these situations and you know come to get to a place where there's health and there's peace and there's justice for all truly like none of that can happen unless we are like starting right here and take care of ourselves so make that time so you're worth it we are all worth it we've got to make that time
0: thank you for listening to this week's podcast please
2: be sure to subscribe we're available on
0: apple podcast
1: google podcast and spotify
0: these podcasts are produced by the professional learning department of the austin independent school District.
1: follow us on twitter at
0: AustinISDPL. Until next time, stay safe my friends.